Welcome to Empower, the first real fire property platform on Cardano that combines emerging technology, sustainable building, and decentralized financial inclusion. My name is Blaine, and I'm the sustainability architect here at Empower. And on this podcast, we'll be sharing conversations based around Empower's three key principles of building, community, and impact. If you want to join our journey and help us build a better future with Empower, then make sure to subscribe and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Empower podcast. My name is Blaine and today we are joined by Olu Olan Rewaju, Director of the Affordable Housing Company, the leading affordable housing developer in Nigeria. So Olu, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure, mate. Nice to talk to you. Um, to on today's episode, I'd love to explore the your current uh, Fund Six Project Catalyst proposal, which is named African Housing Payments App, which is part of the Atala Prism Did Mass Scale Adoption Campaign. So, for those who are on Project Catalyst, make sure to uh, hop on there and check it out. And for those that don't know what Did means, so DID that stands for Digital um, Decentralized Digital Identity. Um, but before we explore the catalyst proposal let's go into a quick introduction so can you please tell the podcast a little bit about who you are and what you do okay um my name is Olona Raju um I am one of the co-founders of the affordable um housing um corporate uh, company that is based in Nigeria although we've also set up subsidiaries in um, Ghana and Kenya and our mission is simple our mission is to provide good quality, green, affordable homes to Nigerians or Africans in the sort of medium to low income um, 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 in, income groups. Um, I don't think I need to rehearse all, all the data and all the issues around the housing crisis that is facing out in Africa. Um, as everybody well know, there's um, exponential growth in terms of population, there's rapid rate of urbanization, and there's backlog of housing um, in terms of um, annual housing deficit. And I've been in the city of um, real estate housing sector for all my life, really. After leaving uni, I go into the uh, real estate sector in the UK, where I trained and I'm a chartered surveyor. So I've worked for most of the large housing developers in the UK. Before, I just felt my people were calling me to, say, to, to transfer all these skills and risks back home. My parents relocated back to Nigeria. And inevitably, you go, I go to Lagos, I go to Nigeria, and I see how the quality of um, housing standards that is beyond uh, below what is required and you just feel a compulsion to do something about it or to just do your bit and so I gathered around some of my colleagues and friends that are also in the same field and that's the background to setting up the affordable housing company. So in terms of some of the challenges can we can you expand just briefly around um, the challenges associated with affordable housing development in sub-Saharan Africa? So that's kind of the area of focus for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a long list, undoubtedly, um, <laughs> but just a few. For of course, the most important one is the housing finance, 
the cost of housing is quite expensive, both from a supply side, when I mean supply, that just are in terms of the people building the homes. So a typical a typical developer, if you want to raise funds from the bank in order to finance development, you're talking about almost 20, 25% interest rate in order to fund um, housing development. And then on the other side, which is the demand side, which is the sort of um, cost of getting mortgages in order to purchase those homes. You're also talking double digits, you're talking about 16 to 25%. And in some ridiculous cases, you can talk about 30 or 40%. So when you look at that interest rates, that in, it, in itself knocks your ability to produce homes in an affordable basis. Then you move to other issues about actually the issues around land, land tightening, um, which, um, because these are some of the, you need in terms of um, security in order to borrow money. The administration of land leaves much to be desired. So it, 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 so it makes it difficult to have confidence in terms of land. Then you also got issues around um, supply materials, which are quite, because a lot of those African countries do not locally manufacture the materials needed to build. So it's not unusual for people to import stuff from China. And um, so, so yes, so, so cost of materials is a big issue. Then generally the institutions, the planning departments and all this other stuff, are, are, are they, 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 because the industry is not, it's not huge. So there's no big affordable housing industry. It means that some of the institutions you need to enable affordable housing to be delivered in the volume required, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, um, they're, they're not currently where they need to be. But I have to always say, put, I have to put this into perspective. In the UK, where I was born and, tra- uh, and trained, um, I mean, the affordable housing industry we're talking about is over 100 years and these huge mistakes have been made along the way. I mean, I've worked in organizations that actually demolish homes that were built 30, 40, 50 years ago. So it's always very important to put things into perspective that the, the fact, the state of, um, of things in Africa does not necessarily mean that's how it's going to continue. There are wonderful examples popping up of um, new innovation and new institutions being created that in spite of all the things I've said, are making a, a significant difference. But undoubtedly, there's a huge backlog. And, and um, but where there are challenges and adversity also brings opportunity. And in, the, in that sense, that's where you've got um, mm. companies like ourselves, uh, where we think we can make a difference. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So there's a long list. Um, and some of the, the facts that kind of we share uh, on Empower is, you know, these high mortgage rates is one, um, the backlog. And these are these are kind of quite extreme numbers that the community kind of get a bit, well, uh, shocked by, I guess. I'm sure, yeah. A yeah. bit overwhelmed. Um, yeah. But I like how you added at the end there, um, the opportunities as well. There's a long list of challenges, oh. but that also presents opportunities for those that want to give it a go, such as yourself, such as Empower, such yeah. as Casa Real, to name a couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So you're working in this, I, I kind of like what's happening at the moment because we have this cryptocurrency world and then we have this yeah. kind of traditional um, housing company world. 
and they're kind of merging. This is kind of the the space that we're exploring at the moment is the intersection of the two. So to for the Project Catalyst proposal, which is obviously the Cardano, the crypto side of this yeah. conversation, okay. what, are, what are the specific problems that you're trying to address with that particular proposal? And thanks for, for the way you pitched that, because actually that, that's the nub of it. They, they, if I set out, the issues are set out, are complex, they can be quite overwhelming. But in one sense, what it calls out for is innovative and new ways of doing things. And, and, in, and what we're trying to do with the proposals and application we've submitted is to take a sort of real-world problem and trying to bring the sort of crypto... Um, innovative approach to resolve it. And the real world problem is that um, the, the, the informal um, economy is a major functioning element of, of a lot of Africa, Sub-Saharan sub Africa. So what we know very clearly, there's not a lot of data around it, is that actually in spite of what I said about mortgages and everything else, um, and lack of um, new housing supply. We know. I know that if I go to any typical African country or city today, there are people buying plots of land, building it incrementally. Mm. All these people are pay are buying the land with currency. They're incrementally building it. It might take them ten years to build it, or fifteen years when it should have been a year or whatever. But all those activities are taking place and money is exchanged, exchanging hands. But a lot of that transaction is taking place in an opaque manner. Nobody, there's no data, there's no access to data around it. So there's no profile being created. There's no track record. There's no information. The intelligence is not there. So what we're trying to do is basically um, by putting in place an application that start recording those transactions, giving those individuals their own unique identity. Now, the transactions we're talking about could be that people buy a property from us, they are not able to pay outright with a mortgage, so they lease for a period of time, so they're making a lot of um, uh, maybe annual payments over four or five years, uh, before either they could get a mortgage or even they could even pay outright because some people do. But to get those transactions recorded so that one, they can then develop a profile that they can use in the real world to say, you know, by the way, I've got evidence that over three or four years, I paid for X, uh, I paid annually X amount of money. And it shows that actually, I'm credit worthy because there's track record, there's evidence that they can use in order to ultimately achieve what I think property is done in a lot of mature economies to create wealth because they can then leverage mm. that profile to access for the finance. Mm -hmm. For their own, um, for the, for to 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 to, all of, uh, um, to, to, to um, generate wealth or invest in other projects. At the moment, all those transactions are taking place. Thousands of those transactions without being tracked. Okay, so the process at the moment is, as you mentioned, opaque, 
and that leads to yeah. problems. Um, yeah. So by integrating blockchain and the Atala Prism kind of did solution, nice. you're providing a bit of um, so like you're, you're um, formally tracking the, the identity, yeah. the payments, yeah. and mm -hmm. you have this kind of this proof of that process, what yeah. has ha happened, the history of yeah. payments and, and whatnot. And that can be used as evidence for whatever dealings they want to do in the future. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's a benefit for the individual. Now, the, there is also a, a wider market benefit because what then happens is that it can it then also provides proof to, to other investors that want to come into the affordable housing space. Because one of the reasons, so let me explain that a little bit. One of the challenges you have in, in a lot of... Uh, um, development transaction in Africa is that when investors look at transactions, they always ask you the question, they call it offtake, but effectively it means that, okay, what is the means for people to be able to buy these properties? Everybody knows what we've just said about the, um, the low mortgage participation. The, everybody knows about the lack of liquidity for a lot of the mortgage institutions. So, the, so it's well known that the mortgage industry is not generally able to provide access to the finance required. But what most people don't have access to, um, what I mean most people, I'm talking about investors, foreign investors, is actually access to information that demonstrates that outside of the formal mortgage system, all this transaction taking place. There's just no data to prove that actually, you know what, there is a I won't call it a black economy. There's an informal market of transactions taking place that is, I mean, significantly more than the formal mortgage system. And what this app and what we're doing here will also do is to demonstrate to those potential investors that actually the risk, the, 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 the pro, uh, projects can be de-risked because the informal economy is thriving and actually it does exist. And, mm -hmm. and actually people have the means of buying properties outside of the um, traditional mortgage system. The example I always give is that in the UK, and I don't know what the happens in Australia, but in the UK where, especially in the major cities where it's becoming difficult for young people to buy their own homes, and the average age of people that uh, can or that can get a mortgage is going they're growing older. There's something now we call the bank of mom and dad. So they, they're basically <laughs> older people in the 60s and 70s that are actually now either providing using their savings to provide deposit for their kids to enable them to buy their own property. It's see, it's it's accepted as a legit, legitimate means of purchasing property. But that all happens in Africa. It's just either the family gets together in order to be able to acquire these assets. But because there's no formal data to track mm. it, um, it's it's not legitimized. In, uh, gotcha. And as a result of that, it makes it difficult for investors. And so, so what we're trying to do with this application is actually just provide more transparency. Yeah. So let's talk about the proposed solutions a bit. So um, 
on the proposal, you've broken down uh, the solution into kind of two different components. So you have a customer facing mobile app, and then you have mm -hmm. a business facing web app. Could you maybe mm -hmm. step through what those two things are generally? All right. Okay. So, so the customer facing bit of it is to make it accessible because accessibility is important. And I think everybody knows that mobile technology and all this app is, is actually is, is huge penetration. This has a huge penetration in Africa. So it's not all, I mean, the ability, the ability of people to have access to devices is not a problem. So, so, so what we want to do, and also what we believe is that it does, it gives the individual ownership of their own data, um, they can track their transactions, they've got easy access to it. So you don't have this middleman or middle institutions that actually, which is what happens in the traditional mortgage system, whereby they will have to get somebody issuing a statement or whatever. You can see immediately uh, in a very easy and user-friendly way your transactions, your history, and what's going on. So that's then for the business point is, is I think the business point, point um, web one is more of aggregation of all those transactions. So able enable us to have a more aggregated data, so that we can um, you can use that for of of course apart from tracking, but to use it for the point I made earlier to present evidence to potential investors that the market of um, installment payment um, is thriving in the informal economy. Okay. And in terms of the funding, um, how much funding are you requesting from Project Catalyst and what will you be using the money for if you're, if you get it? Um, we, we're asking for about $42,500 and, and it's, it bought the bulk of it is actually to just um, pay for all the technical uh, resources and support needed to put um, the 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 app and the website technology in place yeah yeah okay and so um forty two and a half thousand um mainly yes, for yes. kind of building this this app out um uh there's some other little breakdowns on the catalyst proposal as well for those that want to check it out but that kind of gives you a, a rough idea um and so for those that are interested in in what you do more generally as well because um i'm sure a lot of listeners this is an area of interest to them how can people learn about what you guys do um i've got a website the affordable housing um, company in nigeria thc website ng that is worth checking out um I'm, I'm available on LinkedIn so that I can, people can check my profile and um, we can talk more about um, and I'm also involved in various podcasts or sessions and presentations around Africa, housing in Africa generally are the challenges faced really and, um, and examples like this podcast is a good <laughs> way to but, but I've, I've also I'm also registered the Cardano uh, forum so I mean, I also welcome the opportunity to actually continue this dialogue uh, elsewhere because um, it's it's a major. And I mean, one thing I've not also mentioned is that, of course, everybody apart from the um, anti uh, the climate deniers, the, the reality is that climate change is real; it's happening, and we also strongly believe that um, 
um, affordable housing, uh, climate smart affordable housing is critical to reduction of carbon emission and it plays a significant part. And I think um, for, for the future in terms of Africa's contribution and, and generally, I think most of the, most in the world as well, everybody knows that housing contributes more significantly to carbon emission than any other source. So um, not only new affordable housing, but retrofitting existing ones is gonna be key to um, addressing some of the climate change challenges we face as a, as a global community. Mm, definitely. So we'll include all of these links uh, in the bottom as well. And just another kind of call out to the people uh, that are on Project Catalyst that are involved with that space yeah. to hop on there, check out the proposal. If you like it, give it a vote when we get to that point in time. And also there's an option there to drop some feedback in the comments as well. So. Uh, feel free to do that. I'm sure there'll be you'll be uh, looking at that. Olu, and you can um, reply to those people. Yeah, um, I mean, some of the feedback has been quite excellent, and and, and some of, some of the themes emerging is about um, questions around value for money. Um, so we're making sure that the the project team helping with the building of the app is um, is been competitively tendered to make sure that offers value for money. We're going to put in an appropriate governance arrangement to make sure that all the key milestones we set out in the project plan are achieved and adhered to. And also a, a reporting system that is actually reporting to the key stakeholders or key funders, uh, providing regular progress updates um, if we're successful. So we're really excited and uh, looking forward to successful funded application yeah it's an exciting uh time i think um for me my background's in architecture and i love cryptocurrency i love sustainability so this yeah. is a very exciting kind of thing for me where these worlds are all coming together so thank you so much for your time today um hopefully the listeners learned a thing or two and also thanks to everyone listening as well um we appreciate you taking the time and uh, I hope to see everyone in the next episode. Thank you. And thank you, Blaine, for having me.